0: But uh, I don't know. I guess I I think of recovery a little different maybe than the standard uh, person that you would talk to that's, like, worked any kind of program as far as, like, AA and NA and things like that. It's not that I'm opposed to those programs at all. Those programs help so many people, and they're very beneficial. I just didn't identify with it.
1: No, I I totally get you. So I didn't go through any program either. Um, Gotcha. and, And in my... In my nine years, so I got busted for marijuana and l s d as a kid seventeen years old, and this thing and that thing, and the other thing and um again, yeah, I mean, my first couple of years, it's like, no, I can quit any time, but then you know most of the years was like, "No, I'm really addicted here, this is a problem yeah. um, but but I enjoy it, and i'll 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 make it, it's okay. Right. And I did. I mean, I was a successful filmmaker in Miami. I was making a good living. I was growing in my craft and well-respected and all those sorts of things. But but my my gutter was just the inside emptiness. And yeah. um, then I had I had an encounter with God on, like I said, on March 6, 1979, that just it, it was just a, an amazing experience. And I'd love to sit down and talk to you about both of our lives. Uh, that'd be pretty awesome.
0: I so, love uh, that you do your date like that because I don't have, like, so many people have a, well, you know, this was my sober date. And I, and I don't really, right. I, I don't remember mine. I don't know the day, But I do right. know that I had an experience just like that. And I consider yeah. that my sober date because that yeah, was the last absolutely. time I did, that was the last time I uh, used drugs intravenously um and it was crazy i was actually in a gate gas station bathroom and i just was totally done with life i hated myself i hated everything about what i was doing and i wanted to just end it so Mm. i ended up not like shooting enough i was shooting cocaine at the time not shooting enough to overdose but shooting enough to like go into minor convulsions Mm. um and I, like, lost control of my body, yeah. and I ended up, like, fainting. And as I was, like, fainting onto the ground of the bathroom, my head actually hit the toilet, and mm. um and it, it, like, jolted me to, to where I was, like, it jolted me, like, out of the convulsion state for some reason. And I was, it, it was, like, something, and, and to this day, I can't describe it anything more than something, like, grabbing me by the chin and forcing my chin to look up. And, um, on top of the toilet, not the toilet seat, but what whatever the thing is that's behind the toilet, on top yeah, of tank. that, the tank, yeah, correct, there was a pamphlet um and I keep it in my wallet to this day oh my God. this this was in two thousand thirteen um there's a pamphlet, and on it the on the it was it was like a brand new pamphlet, nobody ever touched it and, and on the front of it, it said, "Your ticket to heaven,"
1: oh my gosh, wow.
0: Hey, 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 hey hey, hey. All I ever wanted, all I ever wanted
1: We got a guy here uh who I found out just this afternoon, you know, Lonnie Weeks.
0: Oh, Lonnie, yeah, man. I freaking played ball with Lonnie when we were kids. Yeah.
1: So Lonnie is just an amazing guy. He's a he's Hell yeah. seen I haven't seen and editing in for us. And, I didn't know he was uh, doing
0: that. That's great.
1: Oh yeah. And of course, you know, uh he I always he's got knew great... Lonnie
0: wasn't a dick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, Not really, know, though. Ask that, him. Ask, it, but but he, ask him he's he's about back in, in the, the day. day anyway. Ask him yeah, about well, back no, in the he day. Said, yeah, Lonnie was,
0: was, he was my bully. For years. Lonnie was my bully back in the day. Ask him about it. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: I, I think, uh, you know, Lonnie and I will kind of team up together on this for you and just find something that really gets your message out there in an exciting way and, and brands you as the kind of influencer you want to be, right? And yeah. uh, yeah, so where well, do you, one, uh, do you hang out at the trucking company?
0: Yes, so I manage the the operations day-to-day right. um, of the entire business, um, and it's mostly because I, I finally got my dad to buy into the fact that he sucks at operations, and he's great at sales. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, this guy is the best, probably, uh, and it's, I'm not saying it just because my dad, like, he's just the fucking best salesman I've ever met in my life you know, awesome. and he could, he could sell anything. So finally, once I was able to build up kind of like this repertoire where I could like run the company and, and he trusted me, like he pretty much like, and I give him so much credit for it because it's ludicrous to turn over a $50 million company to a 25 year old, first of all. Um, That's amazing. So, so I give him so much credit for it. Um, and And he ended up turning over the operations to me and focusing on sales. And, uh, you know, since that happened, that was beginning of 2007, or what is that? That was beginning of 2018, so beginning of last year. And, uh, I mean, everything just changed for us, man. Like, I, cool. I, and, I've, and, and it's just because I'm so much different with people interaction um, yeah. than he is. Like, he, he's always, he's, and he doesn't realize he's doing, he's constantly selling. Um, and, and it's a great thing if you're a salesman, it's a bad thing if you're trying to get people in a company to believe in you and execute your vision and trust you. Um, so, you know, once we really flipped roles there, uh, everything started to change. So I run the operations every day. He
1: sounds like an awesome guy.
0: Great guy. has a great story too. I mean, as far as like drugs and alcohol and, you know, he's Mm. been sober for, I think over 10 years now. Um, you know, so my whole family really my mom was an alcoholic uh Mm. and my mom's been sober for i think maybe 15 years now um so it's really great uh yeah but but kind of coming up in that as a kid is is where it all really started you know because i grew Mm. up in a household where like hey man if you feel sad you're a pussy you know so um like sharing my emotions was unheard of growing up. <laughs>
1: and, uh, and
0: and so when I became an adult, I realized that I had compartmentalized all of these moments in my life, in my mind somewhere. And I would just start having these outbursts and never understand why, right? Mm-hmm. So actually a year and a half ago, I started going to counseling and I started going every single week and it changed my entire life. Like wow. I was able to openly understand that, it is okay for me to have emotions and it's even more okay for me to express them and feel them. Uh, you know, I mean, a- and it helped me get to a point where like, and I'm not trying to say this cause like bragging or anything, but I think I'm one of the most self-aware human beings on planet earth. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like well, I always know. know what I'm doing with my intent and anything like, right. I I, you know, and it's, it's crazy to me. And, and the heroin to happiness is one of the things that I am going to be doing but it, it it wasn't like when I started going in that direction, I didn't even want to. Brandon kind of like pushed me. A li- you know, he was like, Hey, man, look, you got to realize like you can't run from destiny and all of these things. And at first, when I heard him, I was like, Fuck you. I get to do whatever I want. I make my own choices. It's like, yeah, man, you walk outside right now, a bus hits you, boom, you're dead, destiny. I'll fuck. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. So
0: he explained it. Well, to you me, know, God. And-
1: God shapes us internally, DNA, the family he puts us in, and and then all of our experiences, if we allow him to uh, be using those experiences to shape us just like a diamond cutter is cutting a diamond. He he just gets us to the place where, you know, we can reflect him and refract light and all those kinds of things. So, yeah, man, get ready because God's only getting started with you.
0: And, and I totally understand that. Like, even from this morning, like, I don't know if you have, um, I don't know if you have Instagram or not, but I posted like a really, really long uh, story today. I do a thing every morning where I, uh, it's called make positivity louder and I just, or either in the morning or in the afternoon, anytime I talk about the best thing that happened to me in the day. Yeah. Um, and usually in the morning I started off with an intent video, like my intent for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the, and the that, is piece. that just a
1: selfie? You talking into the camera? Yeah, that that's exactly. Okay, that's exactly. Cool.
0: And, and what it really was is, I was so uncomfortable at first, like when there was a camera around, um, that I, like it would, I would get crippled. I would be able to sit in a room full of people and speak like, I mean, the best speaker on earth. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes in with a camera, and I forgot my fucking name. And, you know, it's just because I was so uncomfortable. And then also I still had a ton of insecurities that I wasn't really dealing with. And that was part of the uh, not being able to perform in front of the camera. Uh, So once I, once I was really able to understand that that was the reason why I wasn't performing and I let go of like really worrying about like how people were going to judge me based off of what I was saying, um, I, I was able to get so much better camera, recording, phone, like anything because of that. Like I understand now that a lot of people will judge me because they don't have the context. Um and and before, like, I cared so much about, you know, upholding an image and everything and I wasn't living my truth and it made me miserable. Right. Right so right. that that's the, the selfie videos are more so to continue to help me get more comfortable with the camera and with
1: speaking.
0: Sure um because i do believe that like to become really great at your craft like you really have to be a practitioner
1: right absolutely so
0: that's why i do well, those. the
1: saying is that it takes uh it takes 5 years to become an expert at something and you know yeah uh, uh uh you know guys from the shark tank and other places on ted talk they all kind of say the same thing you need about 5 years and and I, I forget, even somebody takes that. It's like X, X hours. So it's probably like, you know.
0: It's probably five different years for time. me. I work like 100 hours a week. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. But what I'm saying is, you know, that, I that's. I totally just, get it, though. You know, it's just like golf. You can't be a pro golfer and play once a week, you can't yeah, be a pro tennis player and play not. once a week. You can't do no anything, way. really. For right? Sure. So that's awesome. So your shop. I think you guys aren't too far from us. So we're where J T B and ninety five meet.
0: Uh yes. Yeah. We're over you know where the Nova Southeastern building is?
1: I think so.
0: Um on South Point.
1: Um yeah, right. That's, that's over that's near where we're at. Like, like near McKesson.
0: Um I don't I I don't know where that road is. Um it is it, I don't know if you know where the Suntech CTS corporate building is right by like University of Phoenix. I think that's what it is. Um,
1: yeah. Also, is that like near Salisbury Road? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Enterprise Park or something like that. Right,
1: right, yeah. Um, right.
0: What I was going to say though, uh, before anything, is uh, like one of the things that I try to practice in my life is just complete honesty being up front and not wanting to ever give somebody any kind of false hope or lead them on. If I don't have any intentions on doing anything, I do have intentions on working with you guys at this time. My budget's a little different because I've spent so much uh, of my resources on what we've been doing with the company over the last six months. Like we were building software. Um, You know, we did the website with Brandon uh, I bought a bunch of new tech, um, so in the past like six months we've probably spent like twenty five grand um, so it's been really crazy with that. Now, what I'm really looking to do with the videos and with any kind of branding is not really gonna be um, related directly to the services provided by ArdentX. X um, it's mostly going to be, and it's not just heroin to happiness. It's the, the brand is called I decided. Um, and it's mainly because when I first started the journey, I was thinking, okay, well, cool. I have a story, I guess, you know, it's my duty to tell it and to add value to people's lives that I could possibly help and you know, whatnot. And then I felt, I felt selfish for doing that because there was still a sense of vanity inside me. Um, and, and doing it made me feel like, just to give you some context behind me, I'm sure you might be this way You're if you're, you know, have a history with addiction or anything. I'm a fucking extremist, dude. Just like, period. <laughs> like, I have to do, and it's my best asset, but it's my mm-hmm. worst enemy too if I'm not self-aware. Right. You know, so, like, I live my life, up until maybe a year ago, completely ego-driven, driven Um, driven by vanity, driven by ego, driven by competition between being the best instead of, you know, being the best version of me. Um, And recently, it's when I really came to understand, like, damn, dude, this shit's not even about me, you know? Um, and, And that's why I changed the main focus from heroin to happiness to I decided, because I, was well, I think I decided
1: it's stronger. It definitely is because it's thing. Heroin happiness will be
0: part. It'll just be a segment, right? It'll just right. be a section. And, and right. the reason I'm saying it that way is because I have an idea for multiple sections. I have a partner who's working on it with me as well. And his story is uh, very relatable, but it's different than mine. Like, it's not going to reach the same audience mine does.
1: His is exactly. being able to
0: transition from an athlete and being in the field to being working at an office at a desk and now everything's in your mind and it's not like you can physically move some shit around, you know, um, that was his struggle. And I was like, man, dude, that's super relatable to a lot of people. Like we need to start something that's not just about like drug recovery, you know, um, not that drug recovery isn't important and it won't be a part, but there's so many other things in life that people have great stories to share that are relatable, that are going to be helpful. Um, well, so that's why we the, changed it to the I Decided. Part,
1: yeah, the drug part is really, so getting addicted and the process of getting off, so getting addicted is symptomatic of something, and, and getting delivered is symptomatic of the solution to the, pro- the real problem.
0: And oh, well, so I really, realized I never had a drug so, problem.
1: Yeah, and so that's what's so cool. So heroin and happiness is segmented, but I decided it's powerful for all kinds of people. So whether whatever you're dealing with, it's right. all about it's all about deciding. And you may have God by your side guiding you and helping you decide. Or you may have a super support system or you may have had this like amazing uh auto accident or or cancer, just any number of things that are the uh the catalyst but it right. comes down to I deciding.
0: And, and I decided the, it's totally so I like true. That. The catalyst for me wasn't even any of those things, right? Because even after the miraculous events, I still uh, was not living my life like it was my only life to live. I was still partying, you know, doing dumb shit. Um, When I got out of jail, uh, yeah, when I got out of jail, I went back to partying, hanging out with my old friends, drinking, and, you know, I was still working, but it was like a functioning uh, alcoholic or addict type of thing, you know? that,
1: That could have ended up being as disastrous too
0: it actually did it ended right. up being the best thing ever because i was driving home from a party one night i was drunk i had just bought my first car with my own money like i i mean for when i first started working i made 200 bucks a week i freaking took the bus everywhere i walked i literally ate freaking shit every day and finally like I saved up enough money to buy my first car. I'm driving home from a party after like the week after I buy it. I get pulled over by a cop on Third Street. And oh. I'm think I'm thinking, All right, well and I'm on probation, you know, at that time. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going back to jail. Like there's there's no other way out of this, right? So I had already made up my mind that I was gonna go to jail. So the cop comes up to my window and he's like, Hey, have you been drinking tonight? And I'm like, Yeah and he's like, Oh okay i'm like yeah i've been drinking man and he's like uh, can i see your license so he takes my license goes to check it and everything um comes back to the car and he's like can you call somebody to come pick you up and i looked at him like he had 10 heads because it, i had just never seen that form of of empathy from mm-hmm. in like like a law uh, enforcement right. position um And obviously, rightfully so, I had done so much wrong shit in my life, uh, you know, to be in the position that I was in. And, um, you know, he he said that to me, he said, can you call someone to come pick you up? And I was just like, "Uh, yeah, I mean, I can for sure. And I ended up calling my brother to come pick me up. And the next morning, I woke up and I literally changed my whole life. Wow. And it wasn't because, like, oh, I hit this rock bottom where I got paralyzed or, like, whatever. Like, I had endured so much more physical pain that was right. totally different than this. I had just never experienced empathy.
1: Right. And, and see, when that, in, in in that point in your life, too, you had made other decisions, and so your decision muscle just keeps getting stronger, and your vision keeps getting clearer, and you keep seeing things differently. And so you just get stronger every time.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and it's, it's about being aware because, you know, it happens over time where you make these decisions and, and right. situations and then you become aware of how you got there and, Oh man, I did this or yeah. that, you know,
1: you're going to be an and, awesome father.
0: I, I really do. That, And that's one of the things that I actually fear the most. That. The, that and then also uh, losing sight of making sure I'm always doing something that I love in life are the and the health of, like, all the people I care about are, like, the only right. three things that I really fear in life. I just know that my father, not that he's a bad father, he just was – I mean, he parented me how he was taught, and I totally get it. Right, nobody, exactly. Nobody ever just chooses when their kid's born that they're going to be a bad parent. It just doesn't right. happen like that. You know, no, there's, um, no,
1: there's no in, in life anymore. There's, there's no, um, kind of clear institution cause families are breaking up or families are this or that or the other thing. So there's no real process for consistently handing down the way to parent. And so every parent, most parents are, are faking it and trying to do their best and giving up at times and whatever, and whatever, and whatever, yeah. and, and they so they're just shit, passing that down to us and then we pass it down but um i remember a buddy of mine his dad was a horrible dad and he didn't end up doing drugs but this friend of mine just ended up being so socially awkward and all these other things and then his encounter came long story but anyway um his his dad um and he got together one day and his dad just kind of broke down and said look you know I, i've been a horrible father." And uh, I, I just don't know how to change. I know I'm still not very good. I just don't know how to do this. And and Bob said to his dad, That's "I would have okay, respected
0: the fuck out of that."
1: Well, listen. So this is what Bob said. He said, "You know what, Dad? That's okay because it stops right here." And and what Bob was saying is, you know, I'm going to help you change, and I'm going to be a different father than you for were, and it's okay.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's like wow. You know. It, and I, I don't ever want it to seem like, uh, you know, my dad wasn't a good father because he, he was. It oh, was yeah. A no. key parent and, and, like, I've had so many things in my life happen, and I have a lot of character traits from my father that are really, really great character traits. Um, right. You know, my dad taught me how to be tough, taught me how to never give up. He taught me how to always keep my commitment and my word and not be full of shit, you know. Um, it, it it was just that we never talked about our emotions. So there was always like this, this question up in the air that I could never really ask that I always wanted to. And we do more so now, um, you know, now that I'm old, not old, older, I guess. Uh, How old are you? I'm 25.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and now that I'm really, and it's really because I've done a lot of self-development work over the years trying to understand who I am better. Um and it in doing that really has helped me understand people in general. Um and, and I've really been able to bring a lot of that to the relationship that I have with my father and it's really helped us a lot grow together uh as father son.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: But uh, oh, man, I'm really the, looking the forward stuff, to it. Yeah. I, I don't ahead. I don't want I don't want to give you like this this where I'm saying hey, yeah, like let's get together, like I wanna do it, like 'cause i I know that usually the videos that like I would be looking to do um are gonna be out of my price range with you guys right now, so what i'm thinking i mean I already have great equipment i got a canon a d d um I got a nice um gimbal I got like four different tripods I have a whole fuck ton of lenses like right. I have uh lavalier mics like i mean i have my setup is great it was just finding right. the time to film and then also like. I don't have a director mind. I'm more of a producer. Um, right. You know, I have – somebody could put stuff on a piece of paper and I'll put it together great, but actually right. putting it on the paper is a little different for me. Right, um, yeah. So, you know, what I'm looking – Oh, so probably yeah, to, say
1: this about – go ahead, yeah.
0: I, I was going to say what I'm looking to probably do for, like, uh, the first few videos that we end up doing – is, uh, like, doing a lot of the footage myself and then also, like, outsourcing some of the editing to some people that uh, we're, we're close friends with and then also some people that I've worked with before on Fiverr doing other things.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and that's not to say, like, anything against you guys. It's just that my budget right now doesn't fit, like, y'all's model. Y'all's model is great and you produce fucking awesome content. Um, I just don't want to bring to the table like something where I'm like, hey, look, I can't add all the value that I need to be adding here, you know, because I gotta cut my budget at this price, and then it turns out to be something that I'm not proud of, or you're not proud of, or, or no, none right. of us are happy with. You know what I mean?
1: Right. No, I totally get that. And so what I was gonna say is, let's just get together, you and me and Lonnie, get the conversation started. Let's talk about what you what you need and what you want to do. So it's more than just, hey, about video, because I know Brandon's helping you with marketing and those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm always
0: open to having new relationships in my life with like-minded people who are positive. Like, I'm totally open to that.